I'm Jerry Savelle, and welcome to our broadcast today. Thank you so very much for joining us, and I pray that this program will, and the message that you hear, will inspire and bless you today. If you've been struggling financially, if you've been struggling uh, trying to get out of debt, and if you've been struggling in getting your needs met, then you need to listen to this program carefully. And you need to pay very close attention and write down the scriptures and the main points that you'll be hearing. Because I believe what you're about to hear has the ability to change your life and to put you in a position to experience the abundant life that God wants you to live. I'm talking about the year of the abundant harvest. This is a prophetic word that Brother Kenneth Copeland gave, and I grabbed hold of it and uh, began to decree it and confess it, because just like you, I'm believing that every day this year I'm going to experience abundant harvest. Now, it's not that I haven't experienced abundant harvest in previous years. I have. But I'm especially decreeing that this year, because there are things that we need to do in this ministry. There are things we're, we're believing to, to help other people do in their lives, and it's going to take abundant harvest to accomplish that. So, I'm going to take you into the service where I was teaching this here at Heritage of Faith Christian Center in Crowley, Crowley Texas, and uh, I was sharing this message with our congregation, and we got into some deep revelation. And I want to encourage you to, once again, pay close attention, take notes, and make a decision that what you hear, you're going to become a doer of it, because the doer of the Word is blessed in their deed. So, we're talking about the year of the abundant harvest. Are you ready now? All right, get your notebook out, get your Bible out, and listen closely, and then at the end, I'll be back with some closing remarks. We'll see you then. So, notice once again that God provides to the sower seed for sowing. So I've said this for many years now. I still say it to this day. I will never be without seed because I am a sower. I will never be without seed because I am a sower. Now, I don't always have at the moment everything I need, but I'm never without the seed that will produce it. Should have wrote that down. I may not have everything I need at this very moment, but I'm never without the seed that will produce it. Amen. Amen. I also like to say that because of this spiritual law, I'm in total control of my financial destiny. Amen. And you are as well. Because of the law of seed time and harvest and the principles that go along with it from Galatians, from 2 Corinthians, then we are in control, total control of our financial destiny. Faithful, consistent, diligent sowers always experience abundant harvest. Now, Ecclesiastes chapter 11 and verse 1 from the message translation says this. Be generous. Look at your neighbor and say, be generous. Be generous. Invest in acts of charity because charity yields high returns. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's better than E.F. Hutton. <laughs> That's better than Wall Street. Be generous. Invest in acts of charity. Charity 
yields high returns. Another word that could be used here for charity is the word liberality. And a synonym for liberality is generosity. And Proverbs eleven twenty five from the message translation says, the one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. The Amplified says, they'll increase more and more. The liberal person shall be enriched. And the word enriched means richer and wealthier. So the person that exercises or demonstrates charity, liberality, a blessing, then they just keep increasing more and more. If you're down to your last dollar, sow it. Don't eat your seed. This really is good preaching. Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to tell you scripturally how to position yourself for abundant harvest. Amen. There's just no denying abundant harvest belongs to generous liberal sowers. That's God's word. And he's not a man that he should lie. Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 6 from the message translation says, a stingy planter gets a stingy crop. So notice who caused this stingy crop? The stingy person. But on the other hand, it says a lavish planter gets a lavish crop. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm determined to be a lavish giver. Now you got to start somewhere and quit using this excuse that I have heard at least 9,000 times in the last 50 years. Well, when my ship comes in, most people that say that have never sent a ship out. Don't wait. The, 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 the book of Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, they say, don't, don't wait for perfect conditions. I discovered a long time ago, most of my greatest harvest came when the conditions were not perfect for sowing. Amen. That's a vital key that, that most of your greatest harvest, your greatest returns comes when you're obedient to sow when the conditions are not favorable. Amen. You might be thinking, well, what, how does this all relate to Marvel's wonders, and extraordinary manifestation. Let me read to you verse 8 from 2 Corinthians where we just read about the stingy crop and the lavish crop. Verse 8 from the message translation says this, God can pour on the blessings in astonishing ways. Now, that's for 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 8. King James, we read it earlier. But the message translation says, God can pour on the blessings in astonishing ways. That comes under the category of marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestation. The word astonishing means so surprisingly impressive as to stun or to overwhelm. And the Bible says God is capable. Why? Because he's the God of wonders. God can pour out the blessings on your life in astonishing ways. Amen. So astonishing means surprising and impressive 
as to stun or to overwhelm. A great example of that is the story of Isaac sowing in famine, Genesis chapter 26. The Amplified Bible says, the Lord favored him with blessings. And notice he's sowing in unfavorable conditions. There's a famine. There's, there's no ability to water his seed. And yet God said, don't go to Egypt. You go to the land that I'll tell you of. Sojourn there and, and I will bless you. Empower you to prosper. And Isaac sowed in that land, the Bible says. And the Lord favored him with blessings. He became great and gained more and more until he became very wealthy and distinguished. The message translation says, he took in a huge harvest. The man got richer and richer by the day until he was very wealthy. Amen. It was a marvel. It was a wonder. It was an extraordinary manifestation of the greatness of his God. Can you say amen? The message translation once again said he took in a huge harvest and he got richer and richer by the day until he was very wealthy. And then listen to this, verse 14. And the Philistines envied him. They were surprised at the sight of his harvest. They were overwhelmed with how God had blessed him. It was a marvel. It was a wonder. It was an extraordinary manifestation of the greatness of God. Amen. Amen. What about the, the story? Well, before I, I go to that story, uh, let me just, no, I, 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 that's enough. <laughs> what about the story of Peter's miracle catch shortly after he'd met Jesus? It's found in Luke chapter five, verses one through nine. They had never had a day in the fishing business like they had that day. They caught so many fish that their nets began to break and their boats began to sink, all because Peter sowed a seed. Well, Brother Jerry, I've read that story. I don't see Peter sowing a seed. He loaned Jesus his boat. That was a seed. If you study it closely, there is a seed associated to every miracle in the Bible. I don't have time to go through every miracle in the Bible, but I've studied it. There's a seed. Somehow there is a seed associated with every miracle breakthrough in the Bible. And Peter's seed was he sowed the use of his boat. Yes, sir. Yeah. Amen. Jesus was preaching. The people kept pushing him closer and closer uh, to the shore. And he saw the fishermen, Peter, James, and John, and Mr. Zebedee, and, and they were washing their nets. They'd been fishing and had taken nothing, the Bible says. That's a bad day taken nothing. And Peter's got to go home to his wife. And you know, she's going, how'd you do today, sweetheart? Well, we didn't take anything. Well, mama told me not to marry you. <laughs> He's not looking forward to going home. And so they're on their way to wash their nets. Most of them were already ashore washing their nets, but he noticed Peter was still in the boat. And he said to Simon, Let me borrow your boat. I'm paraphrasing. Let me borrow your boat so I can finish my sermon. And Jesus stood in the boat and preached to the people. And then he turned to Peter and said, now launch out into the deep and let down your net. Come on. 
Now, here's a key point. God, God woke me up from a nap to tell me this yesterday. <laughs> Jesus just gave him the key to a miracle breakthrough, marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations, and also an abundant harvest. He said, launch out into the deep and let down your net. In other words, Jesus, listen to this, gave Peter some unsolicited fishing advice. Peter didn't ask Jesus, why didn't I catch any fish? I'm a fisherman. It's what I do. He didn't, ask, he didn't ask for any advice. In fact, if Jesus hadn't asked him to let him use his boat, he'd have gone on to shore and gone on home and missed out on this great breakthrough. But Jesus said to him, now launch out into your deep and let down your nets for a catch. It was unsolicited but it turned out to be a rhema from God. A a, a specific word pertaining to his situation. And Jesus was expecting if Peter obeyed that it would be the harvest from his seed of loaning his boat. And you remember what Peter said? Master, we, we've, we've been fishing all night. We haven't taken anything. Yeah. Nevertheless, yeah. at thy word. Yes. Nevertheless, at thy word. Everybody say, nevertheless. nevertheless. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And as he did that, the Bible says, he caught so many fish that his net began to break. His boat began to sink. He beckoned his partners to come and join him. They came out and they too experienced the same thing. Nets began to break and boat began to sink. They had the finest day in the fishing business in the history of their business. The Bible says they caught a multitude of fish. And listen to what it says in verse 9. Peter was astonished at all that were with and all that were with him at the haul of fishes which they had taken. The message translation says they were overwhelmed. The amplified says they were gripped with bewildering amazement. In other words, because they sowed a seed, they reaped an abundant harvest through marvels wonders and extraordinary manifestations. Hallelujah. Amen. They were amazed. They were overwhelmed. They were surprised. Peter's miraculous catch exceeded his expectations. It was a striking manifestation of the awesome ability of God to do what men say can't be done. Why? because he's the God of wonders. Now here's the key point to experiencing this. Once again, Jesus offered Peter 
unsolicited fishing advice. When you sow a seed, listen to God. He knows more about insurance than you do. <laughs> he knows about more about sales than you do. He knows more about automobiles than you do. I don't care what you do, what your expertise is, Jesus knows more about it. And when you sow a seed, he will begin to give you a rhema that will produce marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations. But you have to be listening. See, a lot of times when people sow seed, the only thing they hear is, I shouldn't have done that. Oh, I wish I hadn't done that. No, you need to hang around Jesus and wait for the rhema. Wait for that specific word that will position you for marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations. One day I came in from meetings and, and uh, the next day I was at the office and I had to walk over to the uh, 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 accounting department and the lady that worked for us at that time in the accounting department, she was coming out of her office coming down the hallway and she said, oh, Brother Jerry, you're just who I was looking for. I was headed over to the executive building. And she said, I just wanted to uh, show you today we received a $100,000 gift in the mail. And I said, well, who's it from? She told me and she had the check. She said, I just wanted you to see it before I made the deposit. And so I laid my hands on it, prayed this, for this person, one of our partners, prayed for them. And then when I got through praying, I said, now you know what to do. She said, yes, sir, I'll do it. Well, she knows to take 10% of it and put it in the tithe account because we're a tithing ministry. We're a tithing church. We, we, take, we take it out of our income and, and put it in a tithe account so we can bless others and bless other ministries and projects and, and, and various things. I said, so you know what to do? She said, yes, sir. I'll put $10,000 of it in the tithe account. I was walking out of the building when I put my hand on the door handle to walk out to the outside to go to my building. I heard the Lord say, how would you like some extraordinary results? I said, you know I would. He said, then sold the whole 100000 So I went right back in and... Carol had not even got to her office yet. I said, Carol, hold on. I said, don't put 10,000 in the tithe account. Put the whole 100,000 in the tithe account. Now we needed that 100,000. There was, there was a dozen things we could have used that 100,000 for. But I'm, I'm looking for the extraordinary. I'm looking for marvels and wonders and extraordinary manifestations. I said, so the, put the whole $100,000 in the uh, tithe account and I'll go pray and ask the Lord what he wants me to do with it and I'll call you in a little while. Thank you, well, he, shortly after I got back to my office and he said, told me where to sow it, I called her and I said, write the check and, and get that in the mail right away. So I did. She did. And uh, so I'm just, you know, going, carrying on with other things I had to do. Before the month was up, 
we received three additional $100,000 offerings. Now, that had never happened in the history of our ministry, not in the, in the same within two or three weeks. Glory. Amen. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen to you, but I am saying if you hear that rhema, yes. it will position you for a supernatural breakthrough. It'll position you for marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations. Can you say amen? amen? That's what Peter did. He sowed an unreasonable seed. The man's tired. He's been fishing all night. He wants to go home. And yet he was willing to sow an unreasonable seed. Nevertheless, at thy word, Another translation says, if you say so, I'll do it. Another translation says, on the grounds of your word, I'll do it. And he did. And Peter received a boat sinking, net breaking. In fact, several net breaking, boat sinking loads of fish. Amen. I did a little studying on this. And I remember that it said he caught a multitude of fish. I said, Lord, how many? He said, well, how many is a multitude in other places where I use the word multitude or where it's used? I said, well, in one place you fed a multitude of people with fishes and loaves and it turns out it was 5,000 men. He said, multitudes are measured in thousands. He said, so if he caught a multitude of fish, then you think in terms of at least 5,000. 5,000 fish. I'd call that abundant harvest. And it all happened as a result of Peter hearing a rhema from God and being obedient to it. And he got an abundant harvest and God did it through marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations. Can you say amen? amen? So in closing, I would say that Peter's seed of loaning his boat produced an unusually abundant harvest. You can find this same principle with Isaac sowing in famine, with the widow woman sowing in Elijah's day when she only had a little, but he said, make me a cake first. She sowed that cake and it produced unlimited, abundant harvest. Amen. So in every situation, none of the conditions were favorable, but they heard a rhema from God after they sowed their seed. Amen. Wait for that rhema. Keep sowing your seed. Don't ever stop sowing seed. But after you sow the seed, listen for the rhema. Because what Jesus will tell you to do is going to position you were marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations. If you believe it, give the Lord your best shout. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you ready to receive the abundant harvest that God has promised? In the powerful three-CD series, Year of the Abundant Harvest, Jerry Savelle demonstrates with Scripture how harvest time is decreed through prophecy how God never forgets a seed sown, 
how the abundant harvest enables you to be an abundant giver and more. You can live every day in God's blessing. Also included in today's package is the inspiring book, Every Day a Blessing Day. In its pages, you will learn what the blessing of God is and how you were created to prosper and excel. Today is the day. Call or go online to jerrysavelle.org and request this life-changing package, including Year of the Abundant Harvest and Every Day a Blessing Day. You can take your faith to the next level. Make the decision now to become a doer of the word and watch how God will produce an abundant harvest in your life. Thank you once again for joining me today. And it is my desire and it is my prayer that you received revelation and spiritual insight into the law of seed time and harvest today beyond anything you've ever known before. You know, it's so important that we learn this law. I always like to say it's the greatest spiritual law that I've ever learned. And I know that it'll work for you just like it has for me and my wife and this ministry. This way we live. We live by the law of seed time and harvest. Everything I've ever needed personally, it came by appropriating this law. Everything this ministry has ever needed, it came by appropriating this law. This is the law that changes your life. And I'm telling you, it'll take you from living a lower level of life into the high life, praise God. So I want to encourage you, act on it, study it, make up your mind, make the decision that this is something that you're going to learn and you're going to apply for the rest of your life. I've been doing it now for 50 years and it's still working. In fact, the Bible says in Genesis chapter 8, verse 22, as long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest shall not cease. Well, the earth is still here. You and I are still on it. And if you keep applying that law, then you're going to find out that it is going to produce harvest every time. Now, don't give up just because it looks like it's not working. You know, one of the things that I find in the body of Christ so often is that people tend to give up too quickly. You know, well, their attitude is, if it doesn't happen before dark, I'm not playing anymore. Well, you can't have that attitude because sometimes you have to be patient. Sometimes you have to just be willing to wait. Let God be God. And don't ever forget, when you appropriate the law of seed time and harvest, God begins immediately working behind the scenes. You, you know, just like the farmer, when he plants that seed in the ground, he doesn't know what that seed is doing. He can't see under the ground. He can't see beneath the earth and see what that seed is doing. But he has confidence in the seed. He has confidence in the soil. And he has confidence in the principle. So that's the reason why he doesn't get up in the next morning and go out and say, well, this is not working and dig up his seed. No, don't do that. Give the word opportunity to come to pass because God's Word is final authority. God's Word will never change. And if you're willing to wait on it to take place and to be fulfilled, then God is not going to disappoint you. Amen. Say amen if you believe it. Praise God. Now, once again, to help you understand and to learn how to appropriate this law, I put together this special package entitled The Year of the Abundant Harvest. Three CDs where I taught this first of all at Eagle Mountain Church, then at uh, Heritage Faith Christian Center, and then the third came from 
Brother Copeland's minister's conference, talking about this prophetic word, the year of the abundant harvest. I want to encourage you to order these resources, not just so I can sell you products, but I know how valuable they are. This is how I got it in me, and it will happen to you. So order the resources, go to our website, jerrysavelle.org, and we'll get them to you just as quickly as we possibly can. Join me again next week. We're going to continue this study. I look forward to seeing you then. Blessings to you. Amen.